0: Hi, I'm John Weber. I am a husband, a father, a grandfather, and I drive the bus for the Beaver County Transit Authority. I am also a disciple of Christ. And so when Steve uh, called and asked um, if I would preach this, this, this weekend, and I had about four messages going around in my head. And so when he asked, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got some stuff. And, and as I was praying, um, God just really touched my heart to not really share any of those four messages that I've been, but to go back to a message called alignment that, that transformed my life in a powerful way. And it's been 20 years ago that I first got into what I'm going to be talking about today. And and it really really changed my Christian walk. At the time, I was already a Christian for many years. And so so today we're going to start off in in 1 Thessalonians 5 and we're going to read verses 23 and 24. And so it's it's a small verse, so I want everyone just to stand up as we read the scripture. I'll be reading this out of the New King James Version today. And this is 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it lord jesus i just thank you for this time i thank you for your word i thank you for the power of your word and i just ask lord god that you would touch each heart in in the the hearing of my voice whether there be here or online god speak clearly and as we are here in 2020 and and just a, a a weird season of life we know that you are active And moving, and we thank you for this promise that you will do it in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. You know, let me give a little background here. You know, there was a point in my Christian life that that I was tired of not being what I would consider successful in my Christian life. Even though at the time that that, that, that that I encountered these passages and the things that I'm gonna share you about, I was on staff at a church, we had um, uh, 200 volunteers in our ministry, and it was all these good things were happening. For, for the years, uh, for, for several years, I was doing uh, crusades and I was doing children's evangelism and I was seeing people saved and we were doing uh, kids camps. We were seeing kids baptized with the Holy Spirit. We were seeing adults. Just all this cool stuff happening. But I myself didn't have a good devotional life. I myself was going through the same issues over and over again it was like uh, when I when I came here to the Gospel Tab, I learned about Cairo circles. It was like I was stuck in a Cairo circle where I repent, do, going back and back and back, and my uh, my devotional life was uh, was was terrible. And 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 you know, it was everything was dry and dusty. I was in the desert. And here I was standing up and I was preaching on a regular basis. I was doing all this good stuff. And I believe God honored his word as I did these things. And I seen people transformed and lives changed. But myself, I was struggling. I was tired. I'm like, doesn't it get any better for me? It was a a tough time. And because of the habitual sins, it was a tough time in my family, too, and with my wife. I was tired. I was going in a circle. I was in a desert. And you know what? When I was in Bible college, I was told, you know, there's going to be times that you're going to have desert times. There's times that you're going to have mountain times. There's times you're going to have desert times. Let me tell you, there's a difference Between a desert time and a wilderness. Okay? This is important. 2020 is a wilderness. Jesus was led into the wilderness, but God still spoke to him. Jesus was in the wilderness, but the word of God was powerful and active in his life. Elijah was in the wilderness, but the ravens came and fed him and provided for him. There was no rain, there was a drought. But God spoke to Elijah and and spoke through Elijah. There's a difference between a wilderness and a desert. A desert is a time where you don't hear God's voice. And I want to tell you that 2020 is a wilderness, but it does not have to be a desert. And I was in a desert time, and I didn't have to be there. Because I was believing this idea that, well, God doesn't always talk. But the reality is that God wants to speak to us. God wants to communicate to us. God wants us to become alive. You know, in the midst of this time, it was when I was exposed to a dusty theological idea. It's something I knew about, but I never really got. I learned about it when I was in Bible college. This dusty thought brought me to a deeper walk with God. And this theology principle is the trichotomy of man. Okay, what I'm gonna cover in these next moments have been inspired by the the writings of Ruth Paxson. Ruth Paxson was a missionary evangelist for the Keswick Foundation Keswick Fellowship, mostly in Asia. And she wrote tremendous books. But one, the two books that, that, these, that some of these ideas come from, one is called Rivers of Living Water. The other is Life on a Higher Plane. Also, Watchman Nee uh, deals with some of these stuff in his books Normal Christian Life and Releasing the Spirit. And Pastor Jack Hayford has a series uh, of sermons called Cleansing Stream." And so some of these ideas, I'm not here talking about ideas that, that that came to me. They were presented to me by these other sources. But this idea of the trichotomy of man, and this is just simply this, is that man is made up in three parts. Okay, man is made up in three parts. And we see it in 1 Thessalonians. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be per- present it blameless, preserve blameless. So so the trichotomy is this, the spirit of man, the spirit of man is for relationship and fellowship with the spirit of God. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him, what? In the spirit and truth. The soul of man is the self of man, It involves our mind, our will, and our emotions. The mind involves memory, reasoning, imagination. The will is the volition of man where he makes decisions. Emotion is where man feels examples, joy, depression, anger, or fear. And the body functions through the senses of seeing, hearing, taste, smell, touch, So, the idea of this thing is that if we are going to walk in the spirit, we need to be in proper alignment. And the proper alignment is simply this is that our born again spirit needs to control our soul and our body. See, most people, when you say talk about the man, they say, Oh, yeah, we're 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 body, soul, and spirit kind of got that backwards. Need a bigger table. <laughs> because the proper alignment is the spirit, the soul and the body. Okay. This is this is where 10 years, I mean, well, it's now 20 years ago. It was 10 years after I was married when I was a, came out. Of the, this was an amazing thing to me. Is, is, I want to talk about four different things about this alignment. One is the spirit is what gets born again. I don't know why 20 years ago this was such an amazing thing to me, that the spirit is what gets born again. My body doesn't get born again. I wish it did. Right now, if I don't sleep with my hands flat, I can't open my hands in the morning. Hey, young people, when your parents say, don't crack your knuckles, listen, don't do it. My body's not born again. My my soul is not born again. I still have all those memories, all those experiences, all those emotions. My spirit is born again. And you know, 20 years ago that was such a I'm like, wow. Okay, because I I I was discipled by my brother-in-law. One of his favorite songs was this I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. Old things, we got the gaithers for those here. Old things are passed away, I'm born again. I'm more than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a, brand, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. You know what? I am a new creation. I am born again. My sins are forgiven, but old things haven't passed away. I still love ham barbecued and fried bologna. I love it. I grew up in Allegheny County. I love french fries on my sandwich. Old things haven't passed away. Those old things remain. And some of those old things keep us trapped in the past. But our born again spirit is born again. Whoops. Our born again spirit is born again. And the thing is, in the Christian life, that we have to allow our born-again spirit to rule these things. Now, one thing I will tell you this. Emotions are a good thing. God created emotions. God created our body. God created our senses. If we don't have one of our senses, it's, it's a hindrance. However, our emotions should not control us. And that's the second point I wanted to mention here. The first point is that, that the spirit is what gets born again. Not everything. And so here I'm beating myself up and saying, I'm born again. I shouldn't have these things going on anymore. I shouldn't feel this way anymore. I'm born again. I shouldn't have these same temptations. But the reality is my soul's not born again. My, my spirit is born again. This is the thing. Most Christians filter what they know of God through the soul. See, we get out of alignment. We let our mind and our will and our emotion to to come between us and their spirit. And so our emotions or our will will, when we read the Bible, we'll say, wait a minute. That can't be Right. All through my life, there are times that I read the Scripture and, and, and I'm like, that can't be right. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Like, when you, let's talk, There's I can pick out a lot of things, but let's talk about money. The way God treats money does not make sense to our emotions. It does not make sense to our will. Because We have this idea we want to be provided for. We have to have our nest egg. We have to have all these things. And what God says is, give it all away. It does not make sense. My wife and I practice tithing. A lot of people don't think tithing makes sense. I've heard people say this. Tithing's not a New Testament principle anyhow. It's an Old Testament principle. Guess what? The New Testament's give it all. Old Testament's just 10%. But I'll go go off a little bit. Actually, tithing is not even an Old Testament principle because the Old Testament is is the Old Covenant and New Covenant. Tithing predates a covenant because Abraham tithed to Melchizedek before the law even came. Anyway, that's free. So, So we need... We need to know that, that, that we have to allow our born-again spirit to rule. Ruth Paxson says this, The carnal man has accepted Christ as his Savior, but he has little or no appreh- apprehension of the life completely surrendered to and the full appropriation of Jesus Christ as Lord and his life. He feels a need of Christ and desires some relationship with him, but He is not satisfied in him. Christ has a place in his heart, but not the place of supremacy and preeminence. So what Ruth Paxson here is saying, you know, this is where I was struggling all those years ago. I knew that Christ had a place in my heart, but I didn't know how to make him Lord of everything. I didn't know how to connect it. And the reality is this, is that I need to allow that born-again spirit to be first. That my born-again spirit connects to God, and God flows into my born-again spirit, and my born-again spirit needs to go into my emotions. Instead, we allow our emotions, our mind, and our will to to, to filter and tell us what our born-again spirit should be. Following Christ makes no sense. But when you're born again and allow that born-again spirit, it makes all the sense. And so we need to allow our born-again spirit to rule over our emotions. And it's, it's an interesting Hell attacks us in our body, and our soul. Hell does not take us in our born-again spirit. Our born-again spirit is connected with God. Our born-again spirit is new. Our born-again spirit is fresh. Where hell attacks us is in our soul. Let me give an example. Um, in dealing in recovery circles, there's this acronym, HALT. I don't know if some of you may have heard of it. HALT. And this is when you have to be aware of a relapse. When you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. That's when you have to be aware of a relapse in addiction circles. Why am I saying that? Because God saved me from being an addict. I was set free from my addiction of alcohol. I was set free. So here, this acronym, it's out in the world, It's not a church acronym, this HALT acronym, but look at, look at, hungry has to do with our flesh, our body. Angry has to do with our soul. Lonely has to do with our soul. Tired has to do with our body. This is, this is the area where the devil's attacking us. He's attacking us in our emotions. And what he wants us to do, what the devil, this is what hell wants us to do. He wants us to get out of alignment. He wants us to live in our emotion. He wants us to live in these things. And therefore, when that happens, our spirit becomes dull. We can't hear correctly. Okay, our spirit becomes dull. And we need to say, okay, and, and what Watchman Needs says, you need to release your born-again spirit to connect to God's spirit. And when your born-again spirit connects to God's spirit. Now, the reason I'm saying this, this, this is so powerful when you think about it. Look at the times that you fail in your spiritual walk. Look at the times you fail, and you'll say, Where were you? I was in my emotions. You know, I was dealing with anger. I was dealing with rejection. I was dealing with shame. All these things are coming at us. And so, so this, this, you know, this didn't happen right away in my life. I started work, working with this. I started thinking about where is hell, what is hell doing to get me out of alignment with God and 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 i started identifying these things another story comes from missionaries in the in the early west and a lot of there was a lot of missionary effort to the american indians and this comes from this this story comes from that and there was a a chief that had had given his heart to the Lord and he was talking to the missionary and he said he said you know Pastor sometimes it seems like I have two dogs inside me fighting I have these two dogs inside of me fighting all the time and and the missionary tells asks him and says well which one wins and he says, the one that I feed. So often, in when we're missing out on what God wants, we're feeding our emotions, we're feeding our will, we're feeding these different things. But when we say, God, take control of this emotion. You know, we're coming into the holiday times. I thank God because... My family's pretty good at holidays, but I've heard stories of holidays being a difficult time because people, families don't get along and they're forced into the same room, you know, and that's a time where hell's going to attack our emotions and say, well, you know, you're right, you're right with not forgiving that person. And guess what? Sometimes that person did something bad. And you may be justified in the world's idea of not forgiving that person. But when you choose to not forgive that person, that makes your soul above your spirit. And you will never hear God's voice regarding that person until you do forgive them holidays another time because it's a sorrowful time and this i relate to well with with people passing away my mom you know is has, has been a, a a widow for 8 years 9 years or so and i know that every time these holiday seasons come it's sad because my dad's not there you know my son in law just got news that 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 his mom has inoperable cancer and it's just so it's a hard time for the holidays and so we have to back up and say wait a minute you know these emotions are good this sorrow brings compassion this sorrow but it has to go through the spirit of god and one thing that i was so grateful that when my dad got cancer and was battling cancer he just grew in the spirit and and I just remember talking to my mom and I'm like, I don't, I can't imagine going through this without Jesus in our lives. Amen. So the question is, you know, where is hell using? What's he attacking in your body or your soul to get you away from where God wants you to be? Okay. Then for number four is when I'm struggling with sin, this is what I realized, this is me personally, Um, when I'm struggling with sin or hearing from God, it always comes back to alignment. This is is so freeing because here I was believing for years that you come, you're in a desert place. It's all right. God's not speaking. That's fine. He's going to speak later. For years, I believed that you could be in a desert place. When the reality is, the only reason my, I was in a desert place, the only reason my devotions weren't good is that I was dealing with sin. I was dealing with issues that were unresolved. And when I started to recognize these issues in my body and in my soul that was keeping me out of alignment and I started dealing with them on a regular basis, my devotional life grew. My life uh, of purity grew. My my relationship with my wife grew when I started recognizing these areas. So what do you do? How do you get in alignment? One, you repent. You say, God, forgive me for believing that lie. God, forgive me for holding that grudge. God, forgive me for eating that fried bologna sandwich. I know my wife tells me it's not good for me, but I do like fried bologna. You know, it's even better when it's venison fried bologna. That's right. Anyway, God, forgive me. So we repent of our wrong positions, And we say, Lord, let my born again spirit connect to you. Lord, you know, there's a a prayer that that I, I came back to, and now it's out of a habit. It's simply, Father, I submit you. I submit to you in my spirit, soul, and body. I put them under your authority. I pray my spirit, soul, and body will stay in perfect alignment with you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so that your complete work may be accomplished in my whole being. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I say to my spirit, get in line with the Holy Spirit of God and be led by him today in Jesus' name. You know, there's some keys of walking in the Spirit Why should we walk in alignment? One, it gives wholeness to our soul. Walking in alignment gives health to our body. Walking in alignment releases living water to those around us. Why walk in alignment? When we walk in alignment, we hear God's voice better. When we walk in alignment, we have spiritual protection I want to stop here. When we walk in life, when we have spiritual protection, the blood of Jesus covers our spirit, okay, and gives us protection. If we allow our soul to be above our spirit, what is happening? Our soul is not protected anymore by the spirit. So when we allow our will and our emotions to get above us, hell rains on that and wants to pull. Hell wants you to stay in these places of the desert, wants to stay in that places of anger, but the Spirit wants to release you of that. And why should we walk in alignment? It gives us spiritual growth. Do you want to come play? I want us to read. Um, oh, I do want to mention Letha made this, 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 um, this, this illustration up here. She did a powerful job. I had a slide that, that she said, well, you need to know where that came from. I'm like, oh, it was just, I, I scanned it somewhere along the line. I think it's from uh, Cleansing Stream Ministry. But she couldn't find this where to give it wherever. And she made that. So she did a great job. I appreciate her. And because I just sent that stuff to her Saturday while I was working. So anyway, I'm going to read Colossians and I'm going to read out of the message Colossians 1 10 through 14. We pray that you'll live well for the Master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard see we don't work our way to salvation but we work our way to sanctification so here paul is saying you work hard in the orchard as you learn more and more how god works see this is what i think i've started to discover this is how god works You will learn how to do your work. We pray that you will have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. Let me read that again. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy. Whew! Thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. See, this is it. The Spirit is full of bright and beautiful things. God rescued us from the dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in his kingdom of the Son he loves so much. The Son who got us out of the pit we were in got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating see it was that thought of alignment and walking in the spirit that took me from the sins that i kept repeating and if god can do it for me he can do it for you if god could take me out of addiction he could take you out of addiction If God can give you a stream of living water in the desert, in the wilderness, He can do it for you. 2020 is a wilderness, but God is there pouring out His Spirit. I'd like to just read the song that Shirley Caesar sings. And this says this, I'll say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I will say, yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I will agree, and my answer will be, yes, Lord, yes. I want everyone just to bow your heads for a minute. I know Steve's going to come and close, but I just want to pray for you right now. okay while everyone's heads bowed if you're here and you heard me talking about the spirit being born again if you're here today and you've never experienced your spirit being born again God wants to do that for you right now I want to pray for you right now if you're here and you've never taken that step for your spirit to be born again you say I want that I want that born again spirit so if you would like to pray for that today, I want you to raise your hand across this place. If you say, that's me. I want that born-again spirit. You know, thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Anyone else wants that born-again spirit? All right. Thank you. I see it. I see it. You know, I, I went to church all my life, and I didn't know anything about being born again until I was an adult. And it's a fresh thing. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now for those that raised their hands. Lord God, give them that fresh touch of your spirit, Lord God. Lord God, let them leave from this place knowing that their spirit is born again. And their spirit is connecting with your spirit, your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, let that be sealed today in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone else here, if you're saying... You know, John, I, I've been battling with the same thing over and over again. I just want you to raise your hand right now. Okay, I see those hands. I see those hands. Lord Jesus, I just pray for those that are raising their hands, Lord God, that, that, that you would just touch them, Lord God, that you would help them in this battle. God, help them this week to identify what area of the soul was taking them into this this, this repeated thing. Lord God, help them to identify the steps and where they need to repent. And Lord God, get them in the place where their born-again spirit is ruling over this thing. And Lord God, I thank you that you set free today in Jesus' name. Before I turn over to Steve, I I will mention one thing, is that one reason this just prompted my heart is because I just started um, going through this one-on-one with somebody. So if you need more talk about this idea of cleansing discipleship and walking in alignment, please just feel free to call me. Amen.